The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Denmark, and in the states of New York, Arizona, and Rhode Island. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. As I promised at the beginning of every show, at least through September, I'm going to lead you through three exercises that we can all do to help stop or lessen the severity and frequency of the natural disasters that have been plaguing the earth. I'm doing them at the beginning of each show so you can find them easily and do them with me every day or at the very least every week. The wonderful thing about it is that as you help Mother Earth to clear the negative energy, you will also be clearing yourself of fears and other negative energies that are harmful to you. So please spread the word for yourself, your families, your local communities, our global community, and the Earth itself. For more information on this topic, listen to our May 28th on-demand show with Dwan Washington by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. I know that you are responding to this information because that show continues to be in the top three most listened to shows. Thank you for listening and continuing to tell other people. Here are the three techniques to help clear yourself and the earth of fear. Please do them with me. The first one is an affirmation. 
I am love as I am loved. You are love as you are loved. All is love as all is loved. The second one is a visualization. If you have trouble visualizing, then just listen to the words. Close your eyes and see a beautiful pink heart full of love shining pink light down on you. See and feel the pink light going through your body, down to your feet and into the ground where the pink light is filling and healing all of the fault lines in the earth, the oceans, the floodplains, the volcanoes, the winds, and the atmosphere. The last technique is a chant. First, I'm going to say it, and then you can chant it with me. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. Om, ah, ha, Know that as you do these three techniques, you are helping to fill yourself in the earth with pink healing energy, which is balancing all the energies and helping to create calm and peace within yourself and the earth. These techniques are particularly helpful for anyone who has been abused or is self-abusing because they experience more fear than most people. Please share these techniques widely. I feel so strongly about the importance of helping to clear ourselves and the earth of fear that I created another workshop, Walk the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience, to help you continue this process. The Labyrinth is a walking meditation, a path of prayer, and an archetypal blueprint where psyche meets spirit. It dates back to Crete, where it was found drawn on cave walls. There was even one on the floor of King Solomon's temple. Unlike a maze where you lose your way, the labyrinth is a spiritual tool that helps you find your way. The sacred geometry built into the labyrinth does the work for you. It allows you to release what no longer serves you well, connect with the divine, and change with more ease. Through this experience, you will learn about the labyrinth, walk it, and integrate what you gained. Release fears, stress, and worry. Quiet your busy mind. Hear the divine and your limitless higher self. Find your own answers. Open your heart to receiving. Improve your health and well-being. Create more peace, joy, and happiness and become more of who you truly are. We will walk the labyrinth tomorrow evening, Friday, August 7th from 7.30 to 9 at the Episcopal Church of the Transfiguration in Dallas, Texas, which happens to be the first labyrinth built in the United States and one that I walked every week 
for many years. You can learn more about the labyrinth by listening to our second on-demand show with the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris, who brought the labyrinth into worldwide use. I participated in two labyrinth retreats with her, including one in France at Chart Cathedral. And I'm excited to share this beautiful spiritual tool with you. I was grateful to have her on our show last year on March 27. Go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to listen to that show. Then read my blog about my labyrinth experience in France and register for the workshop. You'll be grateful you did. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. We sh- my show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Colleen Morrow, who will talk with us about accessing the wisdom of your soul. Last week, we had a fascinating conversation with David Bookbinder about his near-death experience and how he used it and his subsequent experiences to transform his life. He described, as one listener characterized it, the dark side of a near-death experience. It threw his life into turmoil with physical, financial, emotional, and career consequences. He chose to find the silver linings in his traumatic experiences and find the intuitive healer and creative spirit who was hidden within him. Even with the ongoing difficulties, he is grateful for his new life. If you missed that show or any of our other ones, please visit my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on radio show at the top of the navigation. My silver lining story for today is a continuation of my growing positive relationship with my computer. It came as a result of what previously would have been a disaster for me. I clicked on a message that I thought was from Yahoo Mail. Even though I didn't click on a website, it took me directly to a website that crashed my computer. This was a whole new level of technological malicious behavior. Now I have to remember to click on nothing unless I am certain of the sender. 
The good news was that I have learned a lot through previous crashes, and this time I knew that I could fix it. Without the fear, self-criticism, and feeling of helplessness, reloading everything was the easiest it has ever been and took the least amount of time to date. I even used the crash as an opportunity to rethink which devices I really needed and which ones were outdated or just taking up too much space. The result was that I eliminated three machines and took them for recycling. I could literally feel my office getting lighter. I'm so glad to be rid of all that heavy equipment that I almost never used. Another silver lining is that without them, my paintings are now more prominent. It transformed my office into a space that I truly enjoy being in. Last week, I mentioned my creative problem-solving group coaching meetup. That's the first Wednesday of the month, which was yesterday. One participant who has been coming for a few months now has been using my process to remove the hidden barriers to his stopping a 50-year smoking habit. Over the years, he has tried numerous methods with no success. What he has been doing since seeing me is connecting with his higher self and growing his intuition about the methods that he needs to use in order to change his poor health, which includes, among other things, being overweight and walking with the cane. Since our last meeting, he removed enough barriers between himself and his higher self that he started losing weight and buying clothes that fit and bring him pride in his new appearance. Next, he wants to chain, engage in physical exercise in a group setting, <clears throat> meditate and attend more social functions even though his wife doesn't want to accompany him. Not knowing any of this, on Sunday, I attended a meditation at the Dallas Meditation Center. I took home their calendar and other information, all the while wondering why I was bringing this home and hanging on to it. As soon as this man started talking, I knew exactly why I had those materials. I gave them to him and pointed out that with his physical challenges, that the Tai Chi and Qigong offered by them would be good group exercises for him and that the meditation group was open and non-judgmental and worth his trying. He had also been guided to a book on a website about releasing fears in order to stop smoking. He wasn't looking for the book and doesn't even know what website he was on when his eye was drawn to the book. He was brought to that website to find the book that he needed. I have no doubt that over the next few months, he will succeed in improving his health and will then have the self-confidence, self-respect, strength, and true desire to stop smoking. When he changes his belief that he should stop smoking to his knowing that he wants to stop, he will 
succeed. His soul led him to me and to a book that emphasized the need to let go of fear and a process to help him do it. As he continues to use my creative problem-solving process to remove the hidden fears that block his healing, he will continue to connect more deeply with his higher self and step-by-step reach the goals that his physical mind falsely told him were unattainable. All healing happens through our higher self, our soul. The more deeply connected we are to our limitless higher self, eventually becoming one with it, the easier it is to heal even things that we have believed to be uncurable. I have been working on healing my spine by becoming one with my higher self for a few years now. One Hawaiian healer told me that when my shoulders and neck are aligned, the rest will be easy. I am virtually there. In the process, my psychic abilities have been increasing. I notice deeper awareness and connection with other people and animals who are not my pets and to the spiritual realm. Dreams are one of the ways that the spiritual realm communicates me with me. There was a time when I never remembered my dreams. I made a conscious effort to change that. I began by writing down whatever small fragment I could remember, even if it was only a word or an image. Gradually, I became very good at remembering and interpreting my dreams. Last night, I had a dream that made no sense to me until I was reviewing my notes for today's show. In the dream, I was part of a group of people who were organized into different teams. I wanted to switch to the science team. My credit card, credit card needed to be approved, and it was. Then I saw a large unopened package. I'm the only one who knows it's there and am the only one who can open it. I cut through the brown wrapping, and the papers spread themselves out for me. This dream confused me because I had never had much interest in science when I was in school. Then I ran across Colleen's statement that we need to become inner scientists and the pieces of the dream fell into place. I was being told that I am an inner scientist who has learned to access the higher realms. I have been approved to join this group because of the credit or credibility I have accrued. Now certain gifts of information are available to me, and I am already receiving them. Our guest today, Colleen Morrow, understands that these kinds of experiences are possible for all of us. We just need to clear ourselves of fear and open up to them. There are numerous methods that help us do so. I have found my process And Colleen is here to tell us about the path she has chosen to develop her psychic abilities. Colleen was the founder and editor-in-chief of Intuition Magazine. Her 30 years of experience in magazine publishing includes work as a publisher, editor, advertising director, and circulation 
and marketing consultant, a lifelong interest in the untapped powers of the mind led to the launch of Intuition Magazine in 1988. Intuition explored the higher potential of the mind and the many and varied ways of knowing, intuition, inspiration, and telepathy, providing both research and how-to information in easy-to-read form for the general reader. Colleen continues this exploration in her new book, Spiritual Telepathy, Ancient Techniques to Access the Wisdom of Your Soul, which is available on my website, paulajoyce.com, under resources. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, go to paulajoyce.com. First, click on Register Now to read about and register for my workshop, Walk the Labyrinth, a sacred experience. Then click on Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with your question. When you email me, you will have an opportunity for me to read your email on the show. So right now, go to paulajoyce.com, go to my calendar of events page, answer the question of the day, and register for my workshop. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Colleen Morrow to talk about accessing the wisdom of your soul. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit paulajoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-rated show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach a lot of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call one 472 5795 or email Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com now or between shows. I hope you made a list of ways that your intuition and psychic abilities are already pl- present in your life. And we're here now with Colleen Morrow to talk about accessing the wisdom of your soul. Colleen, I'm so pleased to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, In your book, you talk about, and I think this is so important because um, it's actually the first time I've seen it broken down this way. You talk about the three kinds of telepathy, instinctive, mental, and spiritual. Will you um, share that with us, what you mean by those three areas? Sure. The lowest type of telepathy is instinctual feeling-based telepathy, and we share this type of telepathy with the animal kingdom. It's our gut feelings. And the second type is mental or mind-to-mind telepathy, which we know about and there's been a lot of studies of. And the highest is soul-to-soul or spiritual telepathy. And what I like about this teaching is it illustrates the progression of our perceptual abilities from the instinct of early man to the intellect of modern man to the pure intuitive knowing of future man. And we're right at the doorway now where we can make that step into the subtle worlds. Spiritual telepathy is communication to and from the subtle worlds, from our own souls or from higher beings. And communication from this level is always telepathic. We don't audibly hear the information. The information is dropped into our brains where it becomes part of our conscious awareness. And and I think knowing which voice is ours, which voice is... Um, Uh, messages from other people in our life, old messages, and what's truly coming from the spiritual realm. How do you separate those out? Well, one of the ways that you do it is by creating a practice where you can actually build a direct bridge from the lower mind to the soul. And we do this by a process called creative meditation, And it is a type of mind training practice that we do daily. And many meditation practices focus only on quieting the mind. In this type of meditation, we go a step further, and we actively train the mind to transmit information from the soul to the brain. And it's in the same way that our homes are wired for telephone and Internet connection. This kind of meditation allows us to create the threads and cables that link us to the higher worlds. And we do this by projecting our attention upward to the soul day after day, We visualize the soul as a star about six inches above our head. And as we do this every day, we anchor small threads of energy that will eventually, thread by thread, form a bridge between the mind, the brain, and the soul. It's called the Rainbow Bridge or the Bridge of Light in the Wisdom Teachings. It's called the Antakarana in the Hindu text and the Straight or Narrow Gate in the New Testament. This is how we create a direct line of communication from the soul to the brain. 
and it sounds like a really powerful technique. And I know you spent years working on this. Um, and and part of what you talk about is having to clear yourself first because the energy can be so strong. Mm-hmm. How how did you clear yourself? Well, to to make a uh, direct line of communication between the soul, the mind, and the brain, we need to purify the body and quiet our minds and emotions. If we have an illness, if we're tired, if we have mental or emotional static, that makes it hard for our brains to register the higher wisdom and ideas, especially mental or emotional static. It literally repels the more subtle information that we can access. And this is called refining the lower bodies, and refinement practices are part of all of our spiritual traditions, and the methods vary from tradition to tradition, but the requirements and the goals are the same. Purity of body, control of the emotions, and stability of mind. In the book, I've included the refinement practices that have helped me the most, harmlessness, the nightly review, and meditations on loving kindness, forgiveness, and compassion. What I discovered when I got really serious about this practice, when I sat down to meditate, I had a lot of unresolved emotional issues, especially people that I needed to forgive. And when we get really quiet, it's that stuff that's going to bubble up, and we have to be able to clear that out to be a clear channel for the communication from the soul. And I know it also includes um, uh, what we eat and how we treat our body. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love, though, is that you don't dictate like what someone should eat and how it is, what is right for each person, but that we all need to find that path for ourselves. That's right. We need to eat intuitively because the body will tell us what it wants. I went through a stage where I couldn't eat any kind of flesh. I never was much of a meat eater, but I ate fish and chicken. And I went through a stage where I couldn't eat that at all. I really had to have a plant-based diet. And then I gradually started to add some proteins back in. And I just did it intuitively. It was the right thing for my body when I was kind of balancing out. So the body tells us what it wants. I love it. It's it's interesting, actually, because I went through a similar process. And I even was raw vegan for a while. And I didn't miss meat or, or cook food at all. And then one day it was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and I want um, meat. And, and I needed it. My body needed it. But it also needed the raw vegan for a while. Mm-hmm. I think we're clearing out somehow that our bodies need that sort of shift. When we start to bring in those higher energies, it's a higher frequency, and it sort of um, meets this more dense frequency of the body. So there's some balancing out that happens. I had some food allergies for a while. I'd get headaches if I ate certain things, so I backed off those foods and then gradually was able to add them back into my diet. So it really is a process of balancing the body. Absolutely. And I also had foods that didn't agree with me, and that's not true anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we really can change the energy in our body. We have a lot of misconceptions in our current day. That's right. That's right. And the the key is to eat intuitively. Again, our bodies know what they, they need at any point in time, and we just need to listen to that. 
And again, it's learning to trust what we're hearing because there's so many messages in society about what we should eat, what we have to eat to be healthy so that whatever we're doing, we're always thinking it's wrong until we really do learn to trust our own intuitive needs. That's right. You know, the other thing that I really like that um, we talked about in um, our previous conversation uh, offline was that you, um, even though you have these specific practices that you've been following for meditation, you also, again, are listening to yourself and allowing yourself not to be rigid, but to know who you are and what you need. And so how you wake up in the morning and how you move into your practice is not necessarily what the, um, is a hundred percent dictated by the process. Right. I sort of outed myself in the book as somebody who doesn't want to get up in the morning to meditate. And it's funny because I know that meditation first thing in the morning is the very best because the, the, the brain is quiet. If we do it once we're engaged in the day, it's much harder. And I'm not a morning person. In fact, I'm probably as far from a morning person as anyone could be. And I spent most of my life in magazine publishing where I had to just hit the ground running as soon as the alarm went off. And um, I always felt like I was doing something counterintuitive or contrary to my natural rhythms. And during the time that I worked on the book, I finally had some free time where I could honor my own rhythms. I wanted to wake up slowly. I wanted to just enjoy my morning before I did my meditation. And what I discovered is that just didn't work. If I took too much time to enjoy the morning, I had too much time to think about the day ahead, and my brain would become too activated. So I went round and round with this, trying to find a way to make myself do it. And I know from long experience, if I try to make myself do something I really don't want to do, I don't do it for, for long. So I found a, a, a sort of rhythm that works for me, and it's kind of unorthodox. And I sort of joked in the book that I'd be thrown out of any ashram in the world, but it does work for me. What I do is in the morning when I wake up, I give myself about 20 minutes, and I read the newspaper in bed. And that gives me time to wake up slowly, but not enough time to think about the day ahead. And so I give myself that quiet, leisurely time that I so enjoy, and then I get up and meditate. And that's the way I've been able to be consistent. And consistency is really the key. When we're building this bridge, it's an energetic bridge that will dissipate if we don't do it every day. I I love it. And I just think it's so important that we all um, hear what you're saying about rather than following um, any program rigidly to take the intent and to um, and and to make it our own to create what works for us it's like an exercise program if I even though everyone says you have to do machines in order to lift weights to build your bones and so on I found other ways to do it that work for me because I hate working with machines and I hate working with weights. I, I won't do it. Exactly. But, I, you know, so so we need to, uh, like you've been saying, honor ourselves. Mm-hmm. I used to make these schedules for myself in my younger years where I'd get up at a certain time, I'd meditate, I'd exercise, and I would it would last for about two weeks, and then I would rebel. And the truth is, I don't like to exercise in the morning. I will exercise every day, but I need to do it when I feel like doing it, which is usually in the afternoon. 
So you really have to listen to yourself and not try to force yourself to do something that's contrary to your own rhythms because it just doesn't work over time. Um, Yes, and I think the intent to find what works for us is so important. And I was listening to um, Brother Chi Singh at a meditation the other day, and he was talking about some research that he just read that in meditation, it's not so much about doing it exactly right, but just sitting with the intention, people got the exact same benefits that people did who were, quote unquote, doing it right. Hmm. And they concluded that the intention was the key. That makes and sense. The, you know, and the commitment, as you're saying, to do it, to sit, to, to know what you, what you want, and, and then not to judge ourselves, because that gets in the way of the benefits. That's true. And one thing I found is that um, when we get a little bit of soul contact, we want more, and it makes the discipline less of a chore and something that we want to do. In this type of meditation, at the end, we ask that soul light pour down over our lower bodies to calm our minds and emotions and to invigorate our physical bodies. And that daily contact with the light of the soul really raises our vibration and I think speeds up our evolution. I have so much more peace and joy in my life now once I started this process and continued with it. It does become something that you want to do over time. And I want to read this. It's a perfect opening to this um, paragraph in your book where you talk about building our bridge between the physical and spiritual worlds. And by doing that, we are literally bringing heaven down to earth. Uh And I quote, as more and more of us open to the subtle worlds, we will bring an ever-increasing flow of divine ideas and inspiration to the world. Together, we can usher in a new era of unity, cooperation, and peace. I read that because it's so beautiful. It isn't just about ourselves. It's really about creating the world that we want by working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important right now because when we make contact with the soul, everything changes. We lose our sense of separateness and we realize that we're part of a great universal life, the soul of humanity. And we find our place within the greater whole and realize that we're interconnected with everything and everyone. And you can imagine how the world would change if a critical mass of people have made this shift. Barbara Marks Hubbard has talked about that and has written that those of us on Earth today are the crossover generation responsible for leading the way from one stage of our species evolution to the next. Eckhart Tolle talks about this too, but in more stark terms. He writes that as a species, we have the choice now to evolve or die. They both say that evolution happens as a result of some sort of crisis that propels or forces us to make a leap forward. Toll uses the example of an, of an amphibian who's forced to develop the ability to live on land after its habitat dries up. And our own habitat is in trouble now, and we're faced with the same need. Our, first, our world is full of conflict. We have loose nukes floating around, and we really need to make a leap, not onto land, but into the subtle worlds. And to be part of that change is so powerful. And we're about to go to break, 
But I also want to point out along these lines that you make the very important point that as each of us participates in this daily practice and in the intention of changing within and creating peace within and connection to the spiritual realm that as we do the hard work we make it easier for the next person and the next and the next so those people who think oh this is too much i can't do it know that it becomes easier as more and more do it and so you may not have to take years because we are in the midst of this very powerful change and it's a blessing really to be part of it if we can see beyond the fear and see what Colleen is talking about. Very much so. So thank you and I look forward to continuing this discussion after the break. I'm your host Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and sign up for my newsletter. You will receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which helps people release hidden fears and barriers to accessing their higher self and getting what they truly want in life. You will also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand show sent directly to you. Now on your paper, write down some methods that you want to use to connect more deeply with your soul's wisdom. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk more with Colleen Morrow about accessing the wisdom of your soul. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you wrote down the ways in which your life challenges have actually enriched your life and ways that you want to now create more psychic abilities and intuitive abilities within your life. And I'm pleased that Colleen Morrow is with us to continue our conversation about accessing the wisdom of your soul. Colleen, um, we were talking about the forgiveness meditation mm-hmm. and during break um, when we were off air. So, um, would you like to do that with us? Sure. I can go through the steps. Um, the whole thing takes, I think, longer than we have, but I can go through the steps so people could, could do this on their own. Again, when I was trying to settle myself down emotionally, I had so much old, unresolved issues come up that I decided I needed some help. And I worked with a really wonderful spiritual healer named Stephen Lumiere, And his prescription, so to speak, was three meditations that I should do daily. One was on compassion, one was on loving kindness, and one was on forgiveness. And this particular forgiveness technique was so powerful for me that I put it in the book. And it's called Standing in Their Shoes. And it really is the best. I've done several different kinds of techniques, and this was the most powerful. And the idea is to consciously identify with the person who has hurt us. If we take the time to look at life through their eyes it's easier to understand why they act the way they do. And the way we do it is we give ourselves 15 minutes of quiet time. We calm ourselves by closing our eyes and following our breath in and out for a count of 10. And then we imagine the person we need to forgive standing in front of us. And if it's easier, we can imagine them in their own environment, their home or their office. And we imagine that we've stepped into their shoes and that we're now looking at the world through their eyes. And we take a moment to imagine what life must be like from their perspective. We think about their past and the forces that have made them what they are today. We think about their challenges, their fears, their insecurities. And we asked ourselves, how would we react if we were in their shoes with the same set of circumstances, the same limitations, and the same difficulties and fears? Once we really get a sense of that, we come back to our own body. We imagine the person that we need to forgive standing in front of us and we look at them with forgiveness and compassion. We ask for blessings for them and remind ourselves that just like them, we're doing the best we can. We have our own blind spots, wounds, and insecurities. And when I do this in meditation, it's really easy to see that given the same exact set of circumstances, there's a good chance that I would behave exactly like the person I need to forgive because they're doing the only thing they can do. They're doing the best they can just like we all are. And I found this to be very powerful. There was one person that I really had a hard time forgiving, someone that wouldn't sit down and talk with me, and I knew I needed to resolve it within myself, and this finally did the trick. And I felt so relieved afterwards when I finally was able to forgive. Yes, because it's a burden for us, and we're sending our negative energy to somebody else, and so we're really depleting our energy in addition to carrying the burden of the anger and resentment 
Absolutely. And we're not condoning another person's bad behavior or saying, it's okay for you to hurt us again. We're just releasing its hold on us, and so it's a gift that we give ourselves. They can feel it, too, on an energetic level, and it sort of breaks the connection between you. And sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes we need to end relationships, and I needed to end my connection with this person, and I felt so much more relieved afterwards. What you just said, I want to emphasize because we're keeping the connection going and allowing them to continue to hurt us. Right, right. So at some point we can choose and it's gradual. It's not like, okay, I'm going to forgive, period. It takes time Mm -hmm. because we've built up the anger and the blame and, and so on over time. So it takes time to remove it and it's worth every second of of that. Absolutely. There's an old saying that holding on to resentment is like, swallowing rat poison and expecting the other person to die. And I think that's true. It really does sort of slow down our own growth when we can't let go of something. Wow. I mean, that's it's so true <laughs> and really strong, yeah. isn't it? And so why continue to do that? And I want to go back to what you said in the, um, the segment just before this, where you said how your own happiness and peace has increased so much through this effort. It isn't only about the other person. It's about ourselves as well and, and the amazing benefits we get, the relief and, the, and, and as we clear out, opening to more and more good things. That's right. It's really the work I did on my emotional body and the effect of this contact with the soul that's really changed my life. And again, I thought that to have a connection with the soul was something that only happened to people more evolved than I am or people that ran off and lived in a monastery for their whole life. But it's something that's possible for each of us. When we extend our attention upward, the soul extends its attention downward, and the actual bridge is built through the united effort of both the soul and the human personality. Yes, and it is open to all of us. And you talked in your book about somebody who received a bolt of energy that changed his life. And I know some people are thinking, oh, you know, he made that up. I just want to say that that happened to me on three different occasions before I really got that this was happening to me and that there was (laughs) something going on here that I needed to accept and look into. Would you talk a little bit about that? I think that was Steve Nation. Um, He is the New York director of Lucis Trust in... um, uh, in, in it's at the Alice Bailey organization. And I think he was, the story was that he was 19 years old and he was in New Zealand, his native New Zealand. And he went over to a table and touched a pamphlet about Lucis Trust and he just felt this jolt of energy and was introduced to the teachings a year or so later and it was just home for him. It was the right teachings for him. And so it's made a huge difference in his life and somehow he knew that just right from the start. Yes, and some of us get a bolt of energy. Some of us get words, feelings, um, images. 
but learning to pay attention to not doubt, to accept, and to um, allow it in and explore it and let it grow mm-hmm. is is so important. Mm-hmm. Another uh, important aspect of this is that when we contact the soul, we have access to even higher worlds. The soul is the portal or the gateway to the higher worlds. When we make contact with the soul, we have access to the universal or divine mind, which is the storehouse of all wisdom and knowledge. And this, I've discovered, is the experience we call genius. I read a book by Willis Harmon years ago called Higher Creativity, and he looked at the biographies of many artists, writers, writers composers, etc., and discovered that the, the source of their greatest achievements came from an intuitive breakthrough. And when I read his original sources and the full text of these interviews, I discovered that many of the people we call geniuses talked about their creative process in exactly the way it's explained in the wisdom teachings, that it's through the soul that they had access to a universal flow of information and inspiration. And it became clear to me that genius is not a rare and random event, but an experience each of us can cultivate. And we're moving into a world where we'll have uh, everyday geniuses. We can pull in this high-level information that can help the world, that can bring beauty to the world. We all have this ability. Yes, and I was thinking about Mozart as you were talking, that who was considered a child genius, and he would get whole compositions mm-hmm. that would just come to him ready-made. Right. So he, he came into this world with that opening, that connection, which I think we all do, but most of us, it gets closed off because we're told, no, angels don't really exist, or no, you really couldn't be saying or thinking that. That's too advanced for somebody your age or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get focused on accessing information through the rational mind, and when we do that, we cut off the higher level of information that we can pull in. And that's why these practices are so important, because what we're doing is we're quieting the lower mind and we're making the lower mind essentially a tool that we can use to explore the subtle worlds. Beautiful. And I want to thank you for being on this show and for writing this book. And I encourage people to go back and listen to the forgiveness meditation and to purchase Colleen's book where there are other meditations and techniques that she gives to help people who want to open up to the spiritual realm and to grow that connection. Colleen, thank you so, so very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, And now I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, browse my resources page to purchase Colleen's book and other books by my guests and ones I've written and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing the body, 
energetic healing, the OM awakening, and the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get access to that higher realm. You get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. While you're on my website, go to register now and register for my new workshop, Walking the Labyrinth. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. As you begin to experience success, please send me another email so I can and read it on the air, and we can celebrate together. Next Thursday, please join us when Betsy Otter Thompson will talk with us about where we come from and where we are going and her connection with the spiritual realm. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty in your own life or have an inspirational story to share, please leave a phone message at 1214-736-4460 or send an email to dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.